On today's episode of the Lightning Round Podcast, the State Travel Series forges on. On this episode, I'm joined by Odie McKinley, Media and Communications Manager at the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, to talk all things Michigan. We chat about Michigan's beautiful landscape, differences between the Upper Peninsula and the Main Mitten, Michigan residents' favorite Great Lake, and much, much more. All right, let's do it. Michigan seems like a dream to me now. Took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw. I've come to look for America. Laughing on the bus, playing games with the faces. She said the man in the gabardine suit was a spy. We are now pleased to be joined on the Lightning Round podcast by Odie McKinley. He is the Media and Communications Manager at the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. We're so glad that he's joining us today. Odie, thanks for joining us. If you could start off by kind of offering an elevator pitch for why someone should visit the state of Michigan, uh, why don't you go ahead and lead off with that? Well, Alex, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Such an opportunity uh to be to be honored here on the on the podcast, um, the elevator pitch. Uh, that's tough, right? Um, Michigan is um, one of the one of those incredible states where we have four seasons. We embrace four seasons, and people enjoy four seasons, right? Uh, we have a, a temperate climate, so our winters get cold but not crazy. Our summers get warm but not crazy. Uh, spring and fall are incredible times to travel to the state, mm-hmm. um, certainly with uh, fewer visitors and often discounted pricing. Okay. Uh, spring and fall are just incredible times to to come to the, the great state of Michigan. And if someone were to visit the state of Michigan, no matter the season, how are the people of Michigan going to greet them? What's the culture like? What are the people like in Michigan? You know, they say the Midwest culture is one of warming embrace, mm. and I, I couldn't agree more. Sure. Um, uh, Michigan's tourism industry is incredibly important, no matter where you are in the state, from mm. Southeast Michigan and Detroit up into the Keweenaw Peninsula of the UP. And so we, we embrace those that travel from out of state into state and also those that travel within the state. Mm. Um that that it's it's a warm culture and we welcome visitors uh, again from from Michigan and, and from outside. Now you mentioned that you know vast state. You've got you know the main state. You've got the UP. All sorts of different seasons. Would you say that there's a best time of year to visit, or does it kind of depend on what you're looking to do in Michigan? Uh, you know, because we do have the four seasons that that attract different travelers per season, uh, mm-hmm. there are activities that are seasonal. Uh, and, and so whether you're a winter sports fanatic and it's snowboarding, skiing, snowmobiling, snowshoeing, um, or all of the, the summer activities with our 11,000 inland lakes, mm-hmm. uh, the, the five great lakes in our area, um, you know, in Michigan, you are never more than six miles from a body of water. Which yeah. is crazy to think about. Uh-huh. Um, but again, spring and summer, or I'm sorry, spring and fall, again, the 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 less less visitors, more opportunity. And uh, you know, those shoulder seasons, I think, are are really, really 
uh, great opportunities to experience what the state has to offer. Yeah, that that's really interesting. And, you know, especially that fact about, you know, never more than six miles away from a body of water. And with that in mind, do Michigan residents, do they have a favorite Great Lake? Do they have a favorite lake, one that they prefer? I mean, they, they touch so many, like you said, is there a really popular destination for Michigan residents or is it just, you know, proximity based? You know, it's almost like a regional ownership. Okay. If you live on the west side of the state, then you are a Lake Michigan fan. Uh If you live on the east side, then Lake Huron is your your body of water. And obviously up in the UP, uh, Lake Superior, Mm -hmm. um, a fabled Great Lake nonetheless, but um, is is the the preferred Great Lake of of those that live in the UP. Um, So, you know, uh, uh, dotted along those coastlines, there are... um, very popular tourist destinations, Mm -hmm. um, but also many hidden gems where, you know, not necessarily the most uh, notable or uh, frequented cities um, that you can find these hidden gems along the coastlines that just are beautiful, quaint downtowns. And, uh, and you do get that lake life, right? That, that freshwater lake life that uh, has its own little culture to it. And yeah, so we're, we're fortunate in that regard. Now, you mentioned some of those underrated or maybe overlooked cities. You know, I think when people think of Michigan cities, they think Detroit, they think maybe Grand Rapids. What are some of those hidden gems that you mentioned uh, of a city or a town that that really is maybe either up and coming or just really offers a, a, a beautiful scenic stop if people are interested? You know, Michigan is is just riddled with these hidden gems, right? We've got the major metropolitan areas that you mentioned, the Detroit, Grand Rapids, Tri-Cities, the tourist destinations that are well-known, Mackinac Island, Traverse City, Grand Haven, South Haven, across the state. But, you know, you look at Northeast Michigan Mm -hmm. um, with Oscoda, Alpena, Tawas, um, gorgeous towns, and in the UP, Right, you've got the main areas that people travel to in the UP, but you know, just over the Mackinac Bridge, the Mighty Mac, um, you've got Lational Islands, and you know, charming towns—not um, necessarily lake lakeside towns, mm-hmm. but that people often overlook, and it, it's a shame. Now, because they are hidden gems, that adds to the charm, right? Yeah, but. Um, it, with, with the miles of coastline that we have and with our urban and rural towns, um, there's just, just so much opportunity to um, be willing to step off the, the beaten path and, and see some of these areas in the state that, that people just aren't all that aware of. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that is what makes a hidden gem, a hidden gem, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know, we we talked a little bit about the UP and I guess how is it is it referred to as the mitten the mainland or or what's what's the colloquial term I guess for uh for the main part of Michigan that's not the the upper peninsula what the, what do the locals refer to it as uh, maybe uh, Michigan lower peninsula or the mitten state right <laughs> okay 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 but but the mitten state does include the UP we're, yeah we're, we're very inclusive here <laughs> sure okay so how often would you say do people from the lower peninsula visit the upper peninsula and vice versa. Like what's that, what's that relationship of, of residents? Like, is it pretty, you know, since they're, it's not necessarily an 
easy travel since there's a huge body of water in between. Uh, so what's what's kind of that relationship like? How often does the governor visit the Upper Peninsula? You know, what's the, what's that relationship look like? You know, the Upper Peninsula is an incredibly popular travel destination, mm-hmm. uh, not only for Michiganders, uh, but for travelers from all across the Midwest. Right. Um, you know, while I'm no bellwether, uh, my family and I love getting up into the UP for, yeah. you know, for a multitude of reasons. Um, but, you know, for, for example, you mentioned the, that big body of water yeah. that, that separates the two. Well, fortunately, we have this five mile long Mackinac Bridge mm-hmm. referred to as the Mighty Mac. Yeah. And, you know, almost four million people cross that bridge a year. Wow. So that's a big number. Mm-hmm. And it is those from the lower peninsula visiting the upper peninsula and, and certainly vice versa, where um, those that live in the UP are traveling to the lower peninsula for whatever reason, if it's vacation, travel, family, or whatever uh-huh. it might be. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it can be a travel from, from downstate, but uh, the reward is uh, very worth it once you get into the UP. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I had the pleasure of visiting there last, uh, last October. It was the one trip I did last year and it, you know, it was just fantastic to, uh, uh, to, to be there, just, you know, stayed there for a long weekend and, you know, got some great hiking. And so, yeah, I, I'll, I'll definitely co-sign what you say about, uh, the beautiful upper peninsula there. For sure. Now, where were you? Uh, we were, we stayed in Lance, Michigan, uh, yeah. and then, uh, you know, hit Marquette and, you know, the porcupine mountains, you know, all that stuff. So got, got a bunch of great hiking in and, and it was basically, you know, uh, wake up in the morning, have breakfast, go out hiking, you know, come back, yeah. make dinner, play a board game, repeat, you know? So it was, it was a fantastic trip. Well, the porkies are in a beautiful part of the state and, mm-hmm. uh, Marquette's an incredible city. So you, yes. you were doing the right things, going to the right places. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that uh, that validation there for sure. Uh, you know, one one more question about, I guess, the differences uh, between the UP and the Lower Peninsula. Are there any cultural differences between people who live in the Upper Peninsula and people who live uh, in the main mitten there? Are, are people in the UP a little more individual? individualistic or is it pretty much the the same sort of Michigander vibe? I know they, they have kind of that, uh, youper pride, if you will. Uh, there is certainly a, a, a youper pride. Um, you know, the, the, the upper peninsula, you know, it, it represents about 30% of the state's land mass, mm-hmm. but only about 3% of the state's population. Right. So while they do have some, um, relative, Metro cities, you know, the, the, the Houghton's, the Marquette's, the Sault Ste. Marie's, um, there's the upper peninsula is a broad landscape of, um, natural resources. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one of the the pleasures that, that people find in the UP is you kind of get out of the rat race and you get to enjoy the nature and enjoy the wonders that, that the state has to offer. If it's biking, hiking, skiing, sledding, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, the, the, the natural resources is, is a big draw for, uh, for people, again, from across the Midwest and in the country. Absolutely. And we've talked a lot about, you know, the natural beauty of Michigan. Let's shift a little bit to talking a little bit more about city life. Uh, yeah. Downtown Detroit, you know, at least 
when I was growing up, when high school, the headlines were Detroit's bankrupt, you know, Detroit's, you know, in some hard times right now. They need the big bailout in 2008 financial crisis. Uh, what's the scene in Detroit like these days? Uh, you know, certainly um, the landscape of Detroit has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses are moving into Detroit, you know, going back a few years, um, all of our sport professional sports teams are now down downtown, um, which wasn't the case. And that continues to drive visitors. It continues to drive economic development Mm -hmm. and revenue. People want to live downtown now. Detroit has an incredibly dynamic atmosphere. Um, The food and beverage scene, the cultural scene, um, festivals. And and again, with the sports, uh, it, it is... It is a destination now um, that that it may not have been, you know, ten years ago or twenty years ago. Sure. Um, so it, it's uh, if you've not been, it is not the Detroit that people think mm-hmm. of when they hear the word Detroit. Yeah. It is. It's a fantastic destination, and I strongly encourage anyone going. Um, you know, again, my family and I we go to Detroit for a long weekend or a mm-hmm. weekend. Um, a couple times a year, just because there's so much going on and we live an hour and a half from Detroit, yeah. but to, to really take it in and embrace it. It's, it's such a wonderful, wonderful time. Excellent. Well, that's great to hear for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you, you mentioned the food and beverage scene there, which is uh, something that I wanted to talk a little bit about in Michigan too, specifically on what unique aspects there are in Michigan. Let's start on the food side. Are there any dishes in Michigan uh, or, or any, restaurants that Michigan has that really embody uh, Michigan food to a T or, or anything that Michigan does really well that you can't really find other places that you might travel to? You know what? While it's not glamorous, uh-huh. the Coney Dog. Okay. <laughs> We've got an incredible Coney Dog scene here across the state. It is, uh, you know, there are, there are restaurants downtown that Literally, there are two Coney, rest, Coney Island restaurants next to each other, share mm-hmm. the same building, and they're competitors. And <laughs> the uh, the battle that we that they put out on the sidewalk every once in a while is fantastic. It's, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, and with summer barbecues huge here, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily uh, the same uh, rapport as you know the the Kentuckys and the Carolinas and Texas. Sure. But uh, the barbecue scene here is strong. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And then shifting over to the beverage side, Michigan breweries. I know I enjoyed a few local craft brews there while in Michigan. Can you speak to kind of the the, the beverage scene, whether it's uh, beer, wine, et cetera, in the region? Yeah. So um, Michigan is continuing to grow its brand mm-hmm. with the craft brewery scene. Um, we're in the top five for breweries per in this in the country wow. top five states rather um and not only do we have uh an exploding craft brewery scene the hop industry in michigan is growing exponentially as well mm. um so that's from the the brewery side or the beer side of the business but the the wineries across michigan um, we really are known for, um, regardless of the region, we've got different regions across the state where we have, uh, the, the different 
variants of wines are produced. Um, most notably, I would say, is the, the Traverse City area, the mm-hmm. northwest part of the state, up on Leland Peninsula, Leelanau Peninsula, and uh, Old Mission Peninsula. Okay. Um, but the west side of the state, southwest Michigan, again, incredible wineries. Um, you know, Michigan, Traverse City is the cherry capital, right? And while cherry, the cherry industry is still, is still booming, um, wineries have really exploded in that area um, with a lot of old cherry farms turning into vineyards. Mm. So we, uh, we know how to make wine. We know how to make beer and, and, and we all enjoy both. <laughs> yeah. What more could you ask for? That's right. So you mentioned the sports teams are all back downtown in Detroit professional wise. I'm curious from a tourism perspective, do professional teams or college teams attract more tourists, more action in the state of Michigan? Because, you know, in college, you know, you've got these iconic you know, venues, whether it's the big house for Michigan or, you know, the Izone there at Michigan State's uh, basketball arena. Uh, and then, of course, you know, several professional sports teams. So what's what's that dynamic like there in Michigan? You know, sports, not unlike any other state, are mm-hmm. an incredible revenue generator here. Right. Um, when you look at the professional sports um, with the Pistons, the Lions and the Red Wings or the mainstream professional sports. Right. Um, as I said, is, in, and as did you, they are, are all downtown. Mm-hmm. So that drives incredible traffic to downtown Detroit. Um, but you look at the importance of the collegiate sports and that you could argue has maybe more of a statewide impact only because it's geographically spread out. Yeah. Right. With the three main universities, or the, the two large Big Ten, U of M and MSU with Ann Arbor and Lansing, kind of mid-state. But you look at schools kind of outside the area with Central Michigan, with Grand Valley, with Wayne State, you know, those, those sporting events are, are a continual influx of visitors, and and cash into these communities and you know who doesn't love watching a, a football game saturday morning right uh, right yeah absolutely so, or a basketball game friday night mm-hmm. um so the, the sports as a whole are they're incredibly important to the state's economy mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and it, again just from from afar, you know, taking that in, I mean, it's been fun. You know, I went to a rival Big Ten school in Nebraska, and, you know, it, it was always, you know, so fun and, and so revered when Michigan State would come to play, uh, you know, at, at Nebraska it would be a packed sure. house. And, you know, same with Michigan and stuff. So, you know, those rivalries are real. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And would you say, you know, between those two schools, those are the, the big two, two schools there, you know, what's the, what's that dynamic? Because both programs have been successful, you know, over the years. Is there, is it pretty balanced as far as state allegiance is concerned? Or is it more localized, like you said, since there are so many across the state? I think the, the, the rivalry between U of M and MSU uh-huh. is ages old, right. right? And you either bleed blue and maize or you bleed green and white Uh and um and some of that is based on your alumni status and some of it's based on where you live yeah um and 
every time those two teams come together, whether it's hockey or football or basketball, uh, baseball, whatever the sport, it's uh, it's game on. It's uh-huh. game on. It's go green, go white. Sure. Or sure. go blue. So yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. All right. I feel you. Um, shifting back to a little bit of, of the natural landscape that we talked about, Michigan has several beautiful state parks and national parks. Can you speak a little bit about, you know, the, the attractions from that standpoint, what visitors really should be looking out for, et cetera? Yeah. So from a national parks perspective, five, um, find their home in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually the first national lakeshore, which was established in 1966, was the Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore right. on the north side of the UP, on the, mm-hmm. the shores of Lake Superior. Uh, if you have not been, oh my goodness, it <laughs> is like you're in a different country. Right. Um, it is gorgeous with more than 100 miles of trails, um, multiple waterfalls, beaches, dunes, everything you expect on a lakeshore. Um, you can stand on the edge of the, the shore and be 200 feet above the lake. It's, uh, it's incredible. But, I mean, really quickly, and not to diminish the others, but Sleeping Bear, uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore on Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, Isle Royal National Park. Right. Um, not just that island, but it's an archipelago with 400-ish, some 400 number um, of islands that surround it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely wild. You can only get there by a ferry. Um, it's a great place to enjoy the outdoors with, uh, with few people, right. Paddling, hiking, biking, uh, camping. Um, one of the few places in the state where we've got mew moose. Yeah. Uh, river racing, uh, national battlefield park, which is down in Southeastern Michigan, mm. uh, in Mar- Monroe. Um, uh, then up in the UP, we've got the Keweenaw national historic park. Um, it's, it's some 1700 acres of a park nodding, um, to the heritage of the region's, um, history and copper mining, um, and uh, countless state parks, uh, both camp or leisure. Um, again, I, I, you just can't say it enough that one of Michigan's greatest assets is our natural resources mm-hmm. and with national parks and state parks and local parks, um, offering people, visitors, travelers to, to experience that is, is just unlike most. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you definitely can't find that everywhere and to have that, you know, in your own backyard and so many robust options that you went through there. I mean, oh yeah, what a, what a charming destination overall there as well. Um, one of my last questions here that I have for you is about scenic drives in Michigan, you know, the whole state really has a lot to offer, but are there any specific, you know, highways or byways that you would really recommend, uh, uh, listeners take advantage of on their route to maybe doing, uh, or visiting one of those parks or something along those lines? Yeah, we've got a number of them, as you can imagine. Um, M22 is probably the most notable, mm-hmm. which travels up along the shoreline of Lake Michigan and Northwest, Northwest corner of the state. Um, on the east side of the state is US 23, which is kind of coined itself as the sunrise side. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, these roads get you off the main highway and really kind of get to, again, see kind of some of those hidden gem towns 
where you've got these this just quaint little main street and these businesses that you know love the tourism love the travel support um and then in the up um you know you've got the cne stretch which runs you know east and west through the middle of the up through the uh cne wildlife preserve um and then absolutely driving along the coast of lake superior um is i mean it's 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 reminiscent of driving along the Pacific coast highway. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just drive through these pristine, natural, beautiful areas along the shoreline and, you know, stop and grab a sandwich at a local deli and camp out on the beach for a minute and have a sandwich and enjoy the sun, enjoy yeah. the beach, enjoy the water. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pristine. Like you yeah. said, uh odie you've given us a lot of excellent information if listeners are ready to pull the trigger they want to visit michigan what resources can they find either on your website or that you would recommend for them if they're interested in traveling to michigan yeah you know the the travel michigan team has an incredible resource at michigan.org or as we like to say in our pure michigan campaign your trip begins at michigan.org okay Excellent. Well, I will add that link in the description of this podcast so our listeners can easily access that. Odie, it was a pleasure having you on the Lightning Round podcast. Thank you so much for your time and your insight about the state of Michigan. Oh, Alex, thank you so much. I appreciate you and your time, and uh, I wish you continued successes. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Be well. And that will do it for Michigan's edition of the State Travel Series. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any feedback for us, please direct it to our email address, lightningroundpod with Dan and Al at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at lightningrndpod. I got